Limitless. Something that is without set lines or boundaries. Something without. Hey guys, welcome to the Empowered Project Podcast. My name is Jonathan. If this is your first time listening, guys, I want to thank you for tuning into the show. Okay. If you are a repeat offender, guys, I want to welcome you back. I'm so thankful that you came back. Hopefully you found value in something that we've done. And if you did find value in anything that we discussed, please do me a huge favor and share the podcast with someone in your sphere of influence. Okay. The best way for this stuff to get out to people is for you to share it with them. Also, if you would take 30 seconds and write me a five-star review. All right. The reviews mean a ton to me personally. Knowing that what I'm saying is making an impact in people's lives in a meaningful way is really, really huge to me. I honestly try to take a moment every few days and go through the reviews and read the reviews to see that that value is being added. So please, please, please take the second and write a review. If you've already written a five-star review, I want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, seriously. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Please go do that for me. Thanks so much. Now let's get into the show. Hey guys, today I want to talk to you guys about habits of fit people, and I'm just going to jump right into it, guys. The first thing on the list is uh, is establishing a schedule for your day. Um, I can't tell you how important it is to schedule out your day. It's something I struggled with for such a long time, but recently I've, I've, I've begun to make it a discipline of mine that I do this every night. Uh, I set up my schedule for the next day. Now, there's a great argument that, you know, you, you, you could set up your schedule and you, you could set it up that morning, you know, setting it up. Uh, and I, I ascribe to something called the power list. I love this idea that you, you take you take the top five things that you absolutely have to get done and you put those things on on your list. But I want to talk to you guys specifically about, you know, habits of fit people here. And I want to talk about setting time in your schedule for training. All right now, I'm not just talking about training the body, though that is a part of it. I believe that we're three parts, guys. That, that we're a body, we're soul, and we're spirit. The soul being mind, will, and emotions. All right, body being your physical body, and spirit being your connection with God. I believe that those three parts are of equal importance in training. I believe that if we don't train those things, we're going to be missing out on a lot of our potential of what we what we can reach for and where we can go in our lives. All right. So I want to talk. That I want to tell you that that it's of, of great importance that, that you set up your schedule so that you put that training in, you know, can you imagine how uh, effective you would be if we, if we input our training time into our schedule with just as much importance as any importance as anything else. Okay. Um, The time we spend bettering ourselves is as important and quite likely, honestly, guys, more important than that conference call that you have later on in the day or that business meeting that you have or the phone call or the paperwork you've got to get done. Taking care of yourself. Listen, here's the deal. In order for us to be effective, in order for us to add value to people, we must first be valuable. And in, in order to be valuable, we have to take care of ourselves. To make the best version of yourself a priority and make no excuses about that in your schedule. You guys have got to, you've got to understand the importance of scheduling your training, right? Take the time, take the 15 minutes, take the 10 minutes, even less guys. And here's how my day looks, right? I wake up and the very first thing I do is I practice gratitude. It's the very first thing I do because you know what? I believe that if I, if I set myself up with a, with an attitude of gratitude, and that sounds cheesy, but if I set myself up in that way in the beginning of my day, then it only gets better from there. All right. Thank you, God, for giving me another day. Thank you, God, for letting me wake up. Will you please 
give me the opportunities and give give me the opportunities and give me the uh, the places in my life that I can add value to people in some way, shape, or form that can teach them and challenge their mindset, challenge who they are, body, soul, and spirit. That's my mission. And then I set my calendar up. All right. If it's not already set up from the night before, then I look at my calendar and I start running down my day and I try to keep things in order on my calendar. And when it comes time for training, guys, training my body, I walk out in the gym, I train my body. Right. When it comes time to training my spirit, I sit down and this, you know, you, you guys can do training of the mind in, in all kinds of ways You train your mind through uh, books, through podcasts, through through uh, lessons and learning and, and, and teachings and all kinds of ways that you can ch- challenge your mind and, and, and try to better yourself with your mind and your spirit man. Uh, using it as using using that spiritual training time for a quiet time and, and you might not be a Christian, but you still need to train your spirit in some way you've got you've got to get that innermost part of you. All right. And that's different, guys. The spirit is different than the mind, will and emotions. Mind is how you think. Will is is like your drive to move towards that thinking and your emotions or or basically the 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 temperature, you know, the thermostat of your body. You know, how how are you, how are you responding to those things? Emotions, right? Those pieces can be trained, but that's different than spirit. Spirit has to be trained on its own as well. My day looks like this. I, I do the gratitude thing in the morning. I, I train spirit. I give myself 15 minutes training my spirit. Um, one really cool exercise that I've learned is, uh, it's called the two chairs. Uh, you set a chair across from you, you sit down in the other chair and you, uh, you, you ask God, you go, Hey, um, God, you know what's going on? That's the question. One question two is, uh, God, do you know how to fix it? <laughs> and then lastly, last, the last piece of it is, uh, is, uh, all right, well, what's the plan? Now you can do this. You can do this in any way when you're training your spirit. You don't, necessarily have to talk to God. That's what I do because it's most effective for me. Okay. Um, and then I sit there and I think, and I ponder and I listen and I try to, I try to, you know, in my words, I try to listen for God. I try to listen for the, for the little silence inside of me. That's, uh, that's giving me direction. And you guys have got to do that. Training your spirit, training the body, training the soul, training the spirit, put it on the schedule. Cause we both know that if you don't put it on the schedule, whenever that conference call comes from Billy Joe, Billy Joe or Bobby Joe or whatever the dude's name is, or whenever that email comes in and whenever you get distracted squirrel and you go off on a tangent, you, the first thing that goes on the chopping block are the things that are not, that are not on the schedule. Make yourselves a schedule. That's step one, right? Have it number one for fit people. Okay. Have it number two coming at you is the one man wolf pack doesn't work guys. You've got to have a community. We were designed to thrive in community. There's a there's a great book out there called Tribe, uh, and if you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. It's a it's a really interesting take on on um, on guys coming back from war and the and the uh, and the tribe and the, the the connection that these guys have with the with their with their community of brothers that they serve with, and then when they come back, that doesn't exist here. You know, I I live in uh, I live in Georgia, and I can honestly say that I know two of my neighbors. And I don't know the rest of them. That's not tribe. That's just, you know, acquaintances. But see, when these guys are off at war, they have a tribe. They have, you know, people that they spend life with and do life with. And that's the thing that we need. We were designed to thrive in that thing. So habit number two, find a community. Get into that community. Now, listen, that doesn't mean that we don't need time alone, you know, but it does mean that we absolutely have to have a community, right? The most successful people in the world 
go go find one, okay? They will tell you right off the bat that they cannot do what they do. They cannot be as successful as they are without the community and the, of people and peers around them that push them towards their greatness, okay? There's no, there's no way around it. Imagine how much further you could go. Imagine how much further in progress you could get if you had people around you pulling you forward when you didn't feel like it or pushing you forward when you didn't feel like it. Imagine if they were knowledgeable when you weren't and that could keep you going or they were strong when you felt weak and they could get you in training. And we all have to have those people. We need those people. We need to interact with those people. Be intentional. Um, one of the things I've learned from a, from a fantastic author, and if you guys have never read anything by him, of course you have, or you've at least heard of the guy, John Maxwell. He talks about being intentional with everything you do, right? Be intentional with people. Be interested in interacting with them. Be interested not just for, for, for what they can give, but for what you guys can reciprocate through relationship. Be interested in a- interacting with those peers. Be purposeful in adding value to your community of people. And then when you are purposeful in that, when you're intentional in that action of creating community and being in that community, where you go is limitless. Habit number two, man, get in the community. Habit number three is setting goals, right? We all have to have goals. And I think, uh, I think for the most part, probably everybody's heard of the SMART acronym, S-M-A-R-T, SMART acronym. Um, it, can be, it can be used in any kind of training scenario in your life you know, body, soul, spirit, you know, you're going to hear that a lot from me, body, soul, spirit, but let me try to show you how this might help you in setting a personal goal. Uh, and I, I use this as an example because I like being strong. I like lifting weights. My, my vocation is a, is a, is a trainer. I own a gym. So, um, let me give you a kind of an example of, of what a, a smart goal might be. And then we'll, we'll show you what the ER is on the end of that. I want to be strong. Okay. That may be true, but a smart goal is a specific goal, okay? So we have to be specific in our goal. I want a stronger deadlift. Now, that's specific, but that's not measurable. They have to be specific and measurable. And unless I know my current deadlift, I'm not going to be able to do that. So I've got to be able to measure it. I want a deadlift that is 655 pounds heavier than my current 545-pound deadlift. Now, we've got specific and measurable. <laughs> that may be true. But is that attainable? It's only attainable if I know where my current deadlift is. Okay, so now I know it. I've, I want I want a 655 pound deadlift. I want it, but I've only got a 545 pound deadlift. And listen, that may be that may be a great goal, but it's not very realistic because it's ext- it's an extreme jump. Okay, so realistic. S M A R. Right, realistic. Here's the last piece, T. I want a deadlift that's 600 pounds at some point in my life. Well, that might be true, but it's not very timely. So we have to have a, we have to have a goal that has a time frame to it. I want a 600-pound deadlift, which is a 55-pound PR, by the end of July. Now, that is a smart goal, all right? That's a smart goal. That's, that sets me to a place where I can, I can – each piece of that I can log. Each piece of that I can look at. Now, the ER piece, right? The ER piece. E at the end is evaluate, right? So now I've achieved that goal. I'm going to evaluate. I'll evaluate. How did that go? How was it? Was it great? Was it awesome? And then R, right? Rejoice. We've got to celebrate, guys. Now, the celebration piece is when we achieve that goal. And it's not bragging, okay? But it's, it's celebrating. 
celebrate with your peers. One of the greatest things that we, we live in an era, guys, where we have this uh, social media, we have social media, we have podcasts, we have YouTube, we have all kinds of ways that we can, we can celebrate our successes. Celebrate with your peers. The people around you that will celebrate with you, those are the people that you want to be around. Those are the people that will push you to greatness. The people that see your celebration as a threat or as a, um, as a bragging thing, those are the people you don't want anything to do with. Those people are battery drainers. They are not battery chargers. You want to surround yourself with people who are battery chargers. All right. When you set smarter goals, celebrate with your peers and those around you. And then you set new goals and repeat. That's how a community, right? And we're trying to tie all these things together. You schedule it, your community, uh, and, and now we're setting smarter goals. That's how a community community can help you push towards greatness, right? Then you schedule your next, uh, you schedule your next goal and you move forward. All right. Uh, add value to those around you and celebrate their victories as well as your own in training body, soul, and spirit. And choose to see the positive, not the negative. Right? Even in goal setting, you've got to see that sometimes we win even when we lose if we learn. All right, that's setting smarter goals. Next is rest. I cannot stress to you the importance of taking scheduled rest. <laughs> uh, I'll talk in physical training, but this also applies to, to, to the mental training and spiritual training. Uh, during training, we break down, we break ourselves down. That's actually how you become stronger. Uh, you wear out your body and then you rest and recover and you become stronger. The same thing is true, mind and spirit, man. You, 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 you challenge those pieces. You push yourself, cause yourself to think. And then when you go to sleep, you rewire your brain, neuroplasticity. If we're not taking appropriate scheduled rest, then we're just breaking ourselves down. If you aren't resting enough on, a re on the regular, right? It's got to be on the regular, guys. It can drive you to absolute fatigue. And you can get into a fatigue deficit. You can get into a mental fatigue deficit. You can get into spiritual dullness. You can get into a physical uh, physical fatigue deficits, and all of these things can lead towards injury. Listen, rest means rest. You going out and uh, rowing a 5K or just doing a, sh a light workout to flush the system because it, it, that's not a true rest day. You going and studying you know, molecular biology on your rest day is not resting, okay? Rest. There's a reason. Listen, <laughs> I used this once before and, and, and folks laughed, but in, in the creation account in the Bible, it says, you know, on the seventh day, God rested. Listen, if God needed a rest day after creation, then your ass needs a rest day after a week of training. You've got to be serious about it. Make it happen. Put it on the schedule. Okay, the next habit is journaling your progress. Keeping a journal, uh, keeping some type of log of, of your progress as you go, body, soul, and spirit. What is your, how have you improved your, your lifting? How have you improved your, your mindset? How have you improved your spiritual life and journaling those things? Uh, I recently looked back at several of my own old journals and I, I was honestly blown, blown back at how far I've come in my life. And I, I'm not just talking about physical training, although those were pretty cool changes to see as well, but much of my journaling contained uh, goals for my role as a father to my children or a husband to my wife. Uh, or as an influencer of, uh, of people. And it was really eye-opening when I started looking back and seeing, and I thought, wow, look at how far I've come. But here's the deal. I would not be able to see how far I've come if I didn't actually put that down in a journal somewhere. And it can be digital. Uh, you know, I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, I wouldn't have known the progress I have without recording the journal. But guys, we live in a digital era. 
you don't have to just limit yourself. I mean, right now I'm talking, I'm talking into a podcast, right? You don't have to limit yourself to just old school pen and paper. Although for me, (laughs) I can tell you, honestly, there's something truly cathartic about putting a pen on paper and writing words, right? There's something about that that just works really well for me. But these days you can, you could shoot a video of yourself and upload it to a private YouTube channel. You could, uh, you could take a picture and, and, and write out your progress of what happened. Uh, you could put side by sides, before and afters, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you, you could even you could even just record audio uh, talking about where you've come from and where you are. The point is, do whatever you have to do to record your goals and your progress. You cannot truly know what you are capable of achieving if you don't record the places you've been and the progress you've made. You've got to know where you've come from to effectively know where you're going. Next on the list of habits of fit people is. Sometimes you just have to change things up. You know, this happens in training. This happens in, in business. This happens in, uh, in, our, in our spiritual life. Sometimes you just have to change things up in training. Uh, in the physical training world, that means that not every day can be all-out strength days. Not every day can be an all-out gymnastics day. Not every day can be, uh, you know, metabolic conditioning or cardiovascular conditioning. Um, you know, it's got to be constantly varied. Everything has to that this will prevent burnout. It prevents you from getting uh, bored with what you're doing in physical training. Uh, You know, in training the mind, we have to vary the ways we learn. This is so huge for me, I think, because, you know, as a kid, I think I was really ADD. I I still am. Obviously, I'm still ADD. You know, I'll I'll go off on a tangent squirrel and take off running with it. Um, But for me, switching up how I learn things is, is so huge because it allows me variety. It allows me, you know, different ways to flex my creative muscles, so to speak. Um, I switch between reading or listening, uh, I tactile, you know, the, <laughs> I recently put together one of these, uh, crazy little robot things with my kids. It was all these little pieces. We had to cut them out meticulously and it was, it was, it was a tactile thing, you know, in learning, learning something, uh, any of those things work in, in, in training spiritually. You got to constantly change how we are connecting to our spiritual life, to God. We have to change. We do worship. We do prayer. We do silence. Sometimes, sometimes guys, just being out in creation can be a connection to spirituality. You know, walking out in the woods. Now, I'm not talking about walk, walking outside and being around all the cars. <laughs> that doesn't work. But being in nature, finding a getaway that you can get in nature. Hey, I live in Georgia. We have said that before, but you know, we we can make a, about a two hour drive. We can get up to some uh, some some nice areas up up in the northern parts of Georgia that are that are really cool to just get outside and just be in in nature. You know, reading scriptures, all those things. They're all very valuable and effective ways of training your spirituality. Even further, in each of those areas, we can't always train as if it's game day. So. Let me expound on that just a bit. Every day of our training cannot leave us as puddles of goo. We cannot go after every piece of our training every day uh, as hard as we can possibly go, or we will burn out or get hurt or injured. Right? Training this day ultimately leads to burnout. Recognizing when we should push and when we should back off is essential for long-term growth towards our potential body, soul, and spirit. We must also understand that we all have seasons in training our body, soul, and spirit. We all have seasons, guys. We we sometimes... you. you you just get broken. Sometimes you get injured, but that doesn't mean you stop training that particular piece. That just means that you, you train, you move, you, you shift the way you're training it. You shift the way you do it. I hurt my shoulder. Oh, well, that, you know what that, that does? That lets me train my legs really well. That let me, lets me train my, my back. That lets me train my, you know, the other parts of me. 
Some days are rest days. Some days are practice days. Some days are active recovery days. These are in all your areas of your life. Some day, and on some days, listen, on some days, we go hard, period. And when it's time to go hard, guys, you go hard, period. Exclamation point. You go hard. How do we know when it's time to go hard? Man, listen, we've got to learn that ourselves. We've got to learn those things about us. We've got to apply those habits of fit people in our lives. We must always be willing to learn the new methods, have our ways challenged, and realize that everything has seasons, guys. Everything's got seasons. And 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 we've got to learn to roll with it. Sometimes you just got to change that. Sometimes you just got to change things up, switch it up in the way you train. And that'll keep you moving forward. This next one I really loved. It was, <laughs> I call it Monday. Never miss a Monday. You know, I talked about how I schedule my day and how I, how I actually, actually the night before is when I do it, but some people do it in the morning, but I, I fill out my day of what I'm going to do. Never, ever miss a Monday in training. This is the way I look at that. I look at that as how we choose to view the first day of our week impacts the entire rest of our week. Now, whether or not that's a Monday or not, I know some people, they work shift work and, you know, they have different off days, different weekends, those kind of things. But listen, whatever your Monday is, how you choose to view the first day of your week impacts the rest of your week because Monday sets the tone for the week. Because of that, it's most important, it is of utmost importance that we set a positive, no excuses sessions in our calendar for training of a body, soul, and spirit. We've got to get that stuff on the, on the calendar and never miss training a Monday. Monday is our opportunity to seize the week. It's our opportunity to continue positive momentum through the rest of the week and become our best. Remember, practicing gratitude is a lifestyle. Uh, it is a commitment that we have an opportunity to start fresh every single day. But this is most effectively done if we start our week that way. We start our week with gratitude in all your training, body, soul, and spirit. We start our first day and we set up the rest of the week so that it's amazing. A word of warning, though, the opposite of gratitude in our week is complaint. If we do complaint, if we set up our week with complaint and it's left unchecked, it turns into whining. Whining is the most effective, life-sucking way to wreck your week and the week and, and and not just your week, but the week of everybody around you. Guys, we've got to choose a better method and attack our Mondays in a positive way. We never miss Monday. Do your Mondays right and the rest of the week will follow suit. On we go. Next habit. Don't fight me on this one. This one. I, I, every time I mention it, somebody starts fighting me on it. You need seven to 10 hours of sleep to operate at your best. I've heard people say, oh, I only need four. No, that's not true. There is no version of a person that is operating at a high level, body, soul, and spirit that only needs three to five hours of sleep. It's not out there. It doesn't exist. Sorry, you're not going to convince me. You're not going to show me some kind of crazy study that somebody did somewhere in some country in some place. Doesn't, you need seven to 10 hours of sleep to operate at your best. If you get less than that, you are asking for a whole host of issues to begin creeping in on you, okay? Uh, intris- it, 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 it's, it's just a great way to set yourself up for failure. In physical training, I'll advise this. Listen, this is how I do, this is how I work. If I get less than six to seven hours of sleep, I only train my priority movements, okay? What I mean is I only train my main lifts on strength. I won't do any kind of cardiovascular conditioning. I won't do any auxiliary lifts. I won't do any of that. If I get less than six hours, I generally will take the entire day off. 
right? There's just no, because my body is already in a, such a, such a, uh, a high stress, stressed out catabolic state that me adding training to it only makes it worse. Okay. Training our minds. We've got to get adequate sleep to be able to process information and retain it. You know, if we, if we don't get enough sleep, our cognitive function goes in the toilet. We're not able to grab hold of information. We're not able to hear people and we're not able to process things so that we can, we can actively engage in people and add value. And that's the whole key, man. The key is we've got to be able to, to cognitively engage with people so that we can, we can add value. We can be the best we can be in our lives. Training our spirit. Hey, listen, <laughs> have you ever tried to, uh, have you ever tried to pray while you're tired? And don't even pretend like you hadn't. Well, maybe you haven't. Maybe you're an atheist. Who knows? But listen, for me, when I go to pray, if I'm tired, I, <laughs> I, a hundred percent of the time I'm going to fall asleep. It just, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Don't pretend like you're not with me on that. Get your act together, get your priorities, get your priorities in order to get some sleep. Okay. That is one of these habits you've got to get under control. But however, I'm going to kind of throw a a wrench into the works on this one. Okay. Because I don't necessarily believe that you have to get that seven to 10 hours consecutively. This is, this is a, this one's going to rock the boat a little bit for people. I'm cool with it. I don't mind rocking the boat. I think that you can that you can split that up, right? I believe you can get five hours overnight, and then after a few hours or so, pick up another three to four hours and be good to go. I think you can do that. Um, I, I I'm kind of my own test subject on this. I've been doing it for a while now um, because I have to work really early two mornings a week. Well, in those mornings, I generally only get about six hours of sleep, which is not enough. Uh, it's not enough for me. I, I, in order for me to function and be training and be, be effective, I've got to get, I've got to get close to eight hours of sleep. I get it right at eight, if not nine. So what I've been doing is, uh, when I, when I finish that, that little, little portion of work that I have to do in the first part of the day, man, I'll go and I'll, I'll rack out, I'll go back to sleep and I'll, I'll catch the rest of that sleep till I get to eight hours and then I'll get up and attack the rest of my day. I would, however, say, that if you are doing this method, that you prioritize getting your sleep, getting all of the sleep before hitting any of your training. And, and I say that because uh, sleep's got to be prioritized because almost all of our recovery is done during sleep. Okay. The body reduce, uh, produces, excuse me, not reduces, the body produces and releases growth hormone and many other all kinds of really awesome groovy things while we're sleeping that aid in our recovery. Without that sleep, we will begin to get uh, into a fatigue deficit. And we've already talked about what that does to you. And, and that can give you all kinds of crazy things. Um, many times folks, when you get into a fatigue deficit though, folks will begin to depend on stimulants to stay awake. Uh, who, who among you have a massive addiction to coffee? If you drink in 12 cups of coffee, uh, you may have a problem. Do your friends tell you that your coffee drinking is a problem? So I'm just saying that if you start having to rely on other things, then, then you've got a problem that's, that's eventually going to run into adrenal fatigue and all kinds of other, a litany of other terrible things that you don't want in your life. Um, during sleep, our, our, our minds actually remap themselves. And I've, I've talked about this before, um, but I'll talk about it again here briefly. It's called neuroplasticity. It's during that time that we process the day's events. Uh, we take the memories that we had from the day and they are moved from short-term memory to long-term memory. It's during that time that we process the successes that we've had and the defeats we've had from the day. And then we formulate a plan to move forward, right? That, that's, that happens while we sleep. That's not during the day. You may think you decide that during the day and that could be true, 
But what really happens is you decide it during the day, but it becomes the truth overnight. All right. That, that's how that happens. So you got to put your sleep on the schedule if you got to do it. Right. If you're one of those people that, you know, you've got to schedule everything just like I do. I, I, I put my sleep in my schedule. It actually says on my schedule. It's different per night because of the times I wake up. But I put on my schedule. Hey, I go to sleep at this time and I strive to get within 10 to 15 minutes of that sleep uh, going to sleep at that time. All right. You got to prioritize it. Um, it's the only way we can be our best. Okay, moving on. Stick with me, guys. I've only got two more of these things, and we're just going to touch on them briefly. You know, how many of you guys have grown up somewhere in your life, and some you've you've met somebody because I I know I have that says, "Oh, I just don't like to eat breakfast." I'm going to harp on it for a minute. One of the other habits of of, of fit people, uh, they never miss breakfast. It's known. I've heard it said this. It's known as the most important meal of the day. It's known as the most, sorry, it's known as the most important meal of the day. It's the first meal. And this is, this is why it's known as the, is known as the most important meal is it takes us from a state of catabolism. That means our muscles are breaking down to a set of, to a state of anabolism where our muscles are actually working or they're actually growing. It sets you up, uh, with the appropriate, when your macros are right, right? We, everybody talks about macros these days. It sets us up when our macros are right to fuel us and get you, get us moving to attack the day. Okay. But I'm going to address something a little bit different. Cause when I say breakfast, a lot of times folks think, you know, food for a physical body, but I, I like I said before, I always talk body, soul, spirit. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of dig into this a little bit more. All right. There, our soul, uh, often we miss the importance of having a mental breakfast or a spiritual breakfast as well as a physical breakfast, like it, it, you've got to hit the other two pieces as well. Uh, just as much as we need physical food for, or to fuel our bodies for work, grow, repair, so forth and so on, we've also got to get mental food, right, for our mind, will, emotions. We've also got to get spiritual food in us to move towards our best and towards our potential. So here's, here's, here's what we got to do. We've got to take the first of our day and not only fuel your body, but also learn to fuel your mind with something new. Learn one new thing, one new idea, one new concept, one new movement, or one new pattern every day as your mental bre- mental breakfast. Just one little thing. Pick one thing and learn one little thing. That sets your mind up, right? It fires your brain up and gets your brain going, all right? Now, I've accidentally done this before where I've gotten up, you know, it's going to get personal, I guess, but I've gotten up to pee like in the middle of the night, and I go to lay down and something catches my eye and my, my mind starts going and I start thinking about different things and new ways of doing things or whatever. And then I have a hard time going to sleep. That principle really does work. If, we're, if, we will, if we will grab hold of that one thing and learn something new, that's how we can get our brain fired up and moving for the first part of the day. That's, uh, it's just the best way to do it. In the same way we connect uh, spiritually, if we can c- connect spiritually the first thing in your day through prayer, through prayer, uh, through silence, through meditation or reading of scripture, as well as that's, that's considered spiritual breakfast. Get yourself in the right state of mind to move up forward and attack the day. We take our breakfast as these three parts, not just our physical breakfast, but our mental breakfast, our spiritual breakfast. Take them as three parts. We begin to see our potential be much more equipped moving forward. Imagine where you can be in a year if you used your breakfast to fuel your day in all three aspects. 365 new things learned. 365 days more connected to God, 365 days more realized towards your physical goals. Be relentless in your pursuit of your best every day and never miss breakfast, right?
Right. And so the last one on this is have some fun, guys. That's it. Have some fun. Fun, joy, happiness, play. I, I read an article once that said the, one of the biggest players in mental disorders in our country is the lack of play. Children not being able to play. Listen, we've removed recess from all kinds of places and schools. We've, they've taken out. Kids can't go outside and play anymore because people are so afraid of everything. Oh, God, what if little Johnny hurts himself? Listen, I grew up my entire life playing outside in the woods. I grew up on 110 acres, 110 acres. I had a dirt bike. When I was a kid, I would, I would go out to my dirt bike. I'd get on my dirt bike. I'd say, hey, mom, I'm going to go ride my dirt bike. She'd be like, all right, cool. We'll be back by like 5 p.m. And so I'd take off and I'd be going. She'd have no idea where I was. Have some fun, guys. This is one of the biggest things we can do for our children, for the people around us, man. Have some fun. I have seen this work in my gym. We do these crazy warm-ups sometimes. And the more we can get people having fun, the better the entire training session is. If you will have some fun, joy, and play once in a while, I promise you that everything will go better for that day. Our entire being is wired to respond to fun. We all perceive it a little differently, and that's okay. Uh, my wife is a perfectionist, and so sometimes her perception of fun and mine, because I'm a fun lover, uh, they're very different. They have to work perfect for her, and I, I look at it and go, well, was it fun? <laughs> so find that thing that is fun to you. The important thing is that we recognize what is fun to us and then do that thing in some way. Every single day, not just once in a while, every single day, every day we have to do at least one thing that is fun for us. Fun is something that impacts the entire person. Now, what I mean is when we experience fun, we experience it as our whole person. See, fun is experienced in the body and the soul and in the spirit. All three of those things. It's one of the few things that we do that it impacts us all at the same time. That's how we know it's genuine. That's how we know it's genuine fun, right? That's how we know we're actually really having fun is when our entire body responds to it. Laughter, real smiles, the release of serotonin, a spiritual connection with God and others. These, these things are all indications of real fun. We've got to seek that fun out. We've got to seek it out because life is tough, guys. Life is, life is often way too freaking serious. And if we let our circumstances, our relationships, our spiritual functionality if we let all those things be dictated by the everyday grind of our lives, we're, we're likely to stay disappointed, dissatisfied, more broken, and further from our potential than we should have ever been. So if we'll do this, and we need to seek a little fun every day, and if we do that, watch how your productivity, your perspective, and your movement towards your potential improve. All right, that's my list. That's my habits of fit people. But really, those are just great habits for life. If we can begin to, if we can be, begin to make those habits our daily habits, then the sky's the limit. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Limitless, something that is without set lines or boundaries.